Hello, theater lovers of the internet, and welcome back to <gasps> No Me Diga, the podcast where I deep dive and analyze some of theater's greatest hits. If this is your first time hearing my voice, my name is Diani, and I really like musicals. Here on this podcast, we talk about Broadway, we talk about off-Broadway, we talk about off-off-Broadway, we talk about the West End, we talk about regional theater, we cover everything, or we try to at least. Anyway, all that to say, we're going to get into this week's topic, which it's actually very surprising that I haven't done an episode on this yet, considering the name of the podcast is a reference to this musical specifically, and if you guessed it, that's great, because we're going to be talking about In the Heights today. In case you don't know, I happen to be a Hispanic first-generation college student, so it's not really a surprise that I really love In the Heights. I love the story, I love the music, it's really one of the first shows that I've ever seen that has accurate and diverse representation of Spanish-speaking and Hispanic people on a stage. In case you have never heard of In the Heights or watched a production of it or listened to the music, let me just take a little bit of time to give you a little background of what this musical is exactly. So the book or the basic storyline of the musical was written by Kiara Alegria Hudes, and Kiara was in partnership with Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote the music and the lyrics for the show. You may have heard of Lin-Manuel Miranda because he did a little side project not that long ago in a musical called Hamilton. It was about the Founding Fathers. I don't know if you've heard of it. Apparently it did pretty well on Broadway. It's still on Broadway, so I mean it has to be good, right? So back to In the Heights. This musical takes place in a small Hispanic community called Washington Heights in New York City, and the story itself takes place for about three days. Over these three days, we follow quite a few characters in this musical. First, we have Usnavi, whose parents came from the Dominican Republic, and unfortunately, they did pass away, but they left him with this corner store in Washington Heights that he owns and runs every day. Then we have the girl who Usnavi is practically in love with. We have little Miss Vanessa, who is really similar to that girl that you had in high school who was really popular and everyone knew her, everyone loved her. It's either you wanted to be her or you wanted to be with her. Our main character Usnavi wants nothing more than to be with Vanessa, but Vanessa wants nothing more than to get out of Washington Heights. Our next character is my favorite character in the show. We have Nina, whose parents came from Puerto Rico to New York City with nothing. They gave Nina the best life that they could, and she was the first person in her family to go to college. She's the first person to get out of Washington Heights. She went from New York City to Stanford to try to make something of herself. Then we have Benny, who has this unspoken relationship with Nina, and Benny works for Nina's parents, so they have this Romeo and Juliet type of dynamic, which is really hard because Nina's parents don't see Benny as good enough for their daughter or just good enough for their family in general. 
now that we know some of these characters and we understand their dynamics and how they really fit into one another's stories, we can start to deep dive into the actual plot points of the show as a whole. One of the main topics that this show begins to talk about is the idea of money, more specifically $96,000 and what someone from a little town called Washington Heights would do and how they would change their life with this much money. Before I get into that though, I really wanna talk about how even the very beginning of the show, when Nina is talking about why she has come home from college, it all has to do with the idea of money. She knows that her parents will do absolutely anything that it takes for her to be able to get her degree, but of course, she doesn't want them to have to worry about that. So she works two jobs to pay for books that she doesn't even have the time to read. And when she tells her parents this, of course, they decide to sell their business that Benny works for, I might add, and they fire him so that they can get the money to be able to pay for Nina's way to college. Now, Nina's parents don't have their company. The man that Nina loves doesn't have a job. Nina feels extremely guilty because it basically is all her fault. But now let's have a look at Vanessa. All she wants is to get out of Washington Heights, go somewhere new. So she's struggling with her money to try to figure out a way to get a studio that's downtown. We hear in the opening number that she is on the phone with some sort of landlord trying to convince him that she has the money to be able to pay a down payment and rent. But in the first half of this show, we hear so much about how money could change some of these people's lives for good. But lo and behold, we find out that Usnavi's corner store has been selling lottery tickets for the jackpot of $96,000. And someone in Washington Heights just won. And when everybody finds out that someone just won all this money, we go into one of my favorite songs from the show called 96,000, where everyone says what they would do if they were lucky enough to win the jackpot. And it sounds a little something like this. 96,000. I it is a good idea to realize that this show takes place in the 90s where coming from another country it would be a very hard endeavor to be able to find a job where you could have a stable income to be able to provide for your family so of course the idea and the luxury of $96,000 for these people is just something that they cannot even fathom because they have probably never seen that much money before in their entire life. Something else about the song 96,000 is the very fast-paced rhythm and the fast-paced words that could sound a bit like gibberish at times. You don't hear it in the excerpt that I just played, but you can hear it in the first minute or so of the song. 
it's very similar to musicals like The Music Man where you have the patter song which sounds just like words being repeated and words being thrown out there and they don't make very much sense the first time you hear it. But I like to make that connection with modern musicals that sound like rap and older musicals like The Music Man. The second song that I wanted to put into this podcast is called No Me Diga, which is the song that I named this podcast after, so I thought I really had to stick it in here somehow. In this song, you can really hear the authenticity and especially the accents of the people that we know to be directly from the Dominican Republic, directly from Puerto Rico. We hear it and it really reminds me of musicals like My Fair Lady where they use voice and they use accents to be able to distinguish and identify the differences between the different types of people in a show. I also think that this song is one of the funnier songs in the show because it does deal with some stereotypes that if you are from some of these Spanish-speaking countries, your English is a little bit accented, which isn't true most of the time, but I like how the writers and the producers of the show and the actors of the show specifically can play on that and make their characters a little bit more funny in the process. So here is a little snippet of No Me Diga. episode of No Me Diga about In the Heights the Musical. I really hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about money and stereotypes and representation of Hispanic people in the theater. And if you liked it, tune in next week for whatever musical I decide to talk about then. But until that time comes, break a leg and I will see you next time. Bye!